0: Lost in the Long Box is sponsored by Gateway Comics and Toys. Gateway is located at 2368 Plank Road in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Our website is gatewaycomicsandtoys.com, where you can find more information about our store, including hours, new releases, and specials for the week. Our social media is under Gateway Comics and Toys as well, so you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram.
1: right good evening everyone and welcome to lost in the long box for wednesday august 26th uh sorry we were not here last week i was out of town and decided i didn't want to try and zoom in um from vacation and i know that we're gonna have other people zooming in so i gave them the option to either have the show without me last week or to go ahead and postpone and the slackers chose to postpone so that's what we do all right we can't
2: function without our fearless leader
1: Uh, uh, Oh, me. Okay, gotcha. All right, so I am your host, Randall. I have my co-host here. Um, Tommy, say hello. Hello. Olivia, say hello. Hello. And I don't know where Enos is. Nope, not in the chair. Okay. All right, so um, let's go ahead and get right to the news because we're going to have some huge items tonight. We might go a little bit long on this one. Um, Olivia, go ahead with yours and it will tie into all the other news that we're going to have too, probably
0: yeah so this is really interesting considering what they revealed at dc fandom but right before that van affleck was reportedly cast again as his role in batman not in a new batman movie but in the new flash movie that's coming up which is rumored to be flashpoint right i love that i'd be really excited to see him play the role again but given what was revealed at dc fandom it's very interesting to see that that has actually been decided.
1: Well, remember they said, um, back when justice league first came out that the flash movie was supposed to be flashpoint. Mm -hmm. And then it got postponed obviously because justice league didn't do as well as they expected. But all of us in comics knew flashpoint is how you fix the DC extended universe. You, you reboot the series through flashpoint and we get it. Why don't they get it? Right. Right. Um, (laughs) It makes so, sense
2: because let's face it, the extended universe has been less than stellar overall. Right.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm going to be the guy on the, on the other side of the fence. I like the DC movies. Um, I totally get what uh, Zack Snyder was doing because he even said back with Man of Steel, look, we're going to show you that the world is dark and that there isn't a lot of hope out there and we're going to get to that bright, sunny place you guys want. Just bear with us. Unfortunately, you know, critics are harsh and so is the public. All right, um, so Tommy, go ahead with what you have there. Yours is actually pretty interesting, too.
2: Yeah, this is, uh, this is big. Um, DC is canceling uh, several books, Teen Titans, Young Justice, Hellblazer, Suicide Squad, and Hawkman come November. Um, also, I found out previously, this is something, you know, apparently it had previously been announced, but Shazam will be coming to an end with uh, number 15 in September. So that really stinks because I, I enjoy Shazam. That's one of my, uh, one of my favorite books. But now Jim Lee has talked about a little, a little bit further and he's talked about the ones that are being canceled. He said that those are are books that are either aren't, you know, that aren't making money, which is kind of surprised that teen Titans isn't making money.
1: Well, let's back up here. Teen Titans has not made money for years. Um, Oh, really? Ever since, ever since Perez and Wolfman, I think. Now there was a couple of iterations after that, that did okay. But I would say even before new 52, that book struggled.
2: Yeah. I mean, young justice, I can understand. I I quit that book at like number two. I couldn't get into it. Um, Suicide squad doesn't really do anything for me. I've never read it. So I, I I can't form an opinion on that. Hawkman's another one that I've never been a character. I've never been super into Um, hellblazer. I've, I like the the movie and the TV show, but I never read his books, so I don't. I, I can't really comment on that either. But.
1: You know, thinking back on it, and just kind of like a light bulb went off. I don't think Teen Titans has done good ever since they put, um, God, what is the brat's name? Anyway, Bart as Kid Flash and Damien as Robin. Ever since they swapped those two out as the Robin and Kid Flash work, that book has struggled.
2: I think it's Madman's. Uh, Hate of Damian Wayne. That's, that's Every, not
3: everybody. In. Well, that's the Damian. point. He's like, I, I'm not the only one who dislikes Damian Wayne. Right.
2: Well, a lot of people don't like him. I'm not a fan of his either. But I mean, I'm just you know saying. Right.
1: Oh, and yes, I forgot. Damn, I'm sorry. Mad Men on the boards. Yep. Hello. See, here's the problem. Because you have this monitor in front of me. You if I don't see, me. see, I don't see you, and I forget you're there. And th- there you go. That works better. I'm still here, Andy? You know what? Just start chucking paper over the wall at me when I do the intros, and then I'll <laughs> remember you're there. All right. So, also, you had another piece of news that I think goes almost hand in hand with all the cancellations, Tommy.
2: Yes. DC Comics—they they talked about this at Fandom. They're going to be bringing back the Milestone imprint uh, starting in February um, with Static Shock. It looks like it's going to start out with a digital as a digital book, and then later come with back with a uh, with a trade paperback. From what I was reading. Right. But yeah. Milestone's coming back, so that's that's good news.
1: Well, and that's funny too because Static Shock was. I think the only ones out of those series that sold the first time, right? Weren't, weren't the other ones? Yeah, well, and I
2: mean, it, it, it sold and it went on to be a cartoon and, you know, a pretty successful cartoon and everything. So it was, it was a pretty successful, successful book.
1: And Icon um, sold was well, I, and I say an icon sold well also. Hello, Enos. Welcome to the hey, show. Man, sorry about I, I, Just I, jump I, I on I in I there. The initial,
2: <laughs> the initial run of milestone comics, because I was, I was young and I only got $5 a week in a, an allowance. <laughs> So right. I didn't really have a lot of money to be adding new books when they came out. I kind of had to stick with what I knew. So I, I really can't speak to, to them. But, you know, Static, Static was definitely very successful.
1: You know why I never bought Milestone? Something about the cover design just turned me off.
2: I, yeah, I, I just – my, my little $5 a week didn't go very they, far. They looked so. almost
1: grayscale. The way they kept doing those weird borders around them, the, the artwork, that was just was throwing me off for the longest time.
2: Yeah, by that time, books were a buck a piece, so my, my allowance didn't go that far.
1: Yeah. Enos, you got a news
4: item? Yes, I do. Well, you know, I'm pretty sure you've heard uh, that this has been confirmed about the multiverse and everything. But what they're saying is they're trying to say that's Ben Affleck's swan song, but you only hit it on selected. Um, right so on selected sites. So it, it, it all depends on who you listen to and who you put credibility into. I got the article, as you guys know, from uh, Vanity Fair right. and you can't get no more credible than that. Right. And they said nothing about um, showing him as Bruce Wayne or this. They'll show him an exit or something's going to happen. I'm um, I'm calling it first. like Like I said, on the Batman page. I smell a Batman multiverse movie a la Spider-Man into the um, Spider-Verse.
1: Well, also, too, um, didn't they also confirm that Michael Keaton's going to have a role somewhere in the Flashpoint movie? I want to say that actor Affleck was announced, they also announced that Michael Keaton is going to be right. having a role. And I also, and, and unfortunately, I saw this YouTube video, I got five minutes into it, and I'm thinking, dude, you're not actually showing me any proof, so I'm dismissing you. But there were rumors that Michael Keaton's Batman was supposed to have a, a big role in the Crisis on CW, uh, a bigger part than what they actually showed. Because if you remember the way Crisis starts, yeah. it was Earth-89, because right. it was the year of the Burton movie, and you saw Knox um, with the newspaper right. and the red skies in the back there, and he goes, I hope you're watching, big guy. Yeah. According to this video, there was going to be a much bigger part for Michael Keaton's Batman in that that didn't pan out. But again, he I didn't actually see any proof to this on so like your speculation. And,
4: and the only site that get and the and the YouTube video that you saw is probably the same one that I'm talking about that's saying that Aflex w- is gonna be a one and done type deal. And I'm not giving that guy a lot of credit. Well,
1: no, because now let's go into some of the other news. Um as so everybody knows, DC Fandome was last weekend, oh, and yeah. boy, did all kinds of stuff just explode out of that. One of them being um, there is a lot of new Batman footage in the Zack Snyder Justice League cut, um, including there was also a trailer that showed a lot more Superman footage, including yep. footage of him in the black, black costume. Suit. Yep. Um, so that looks fantastic. Did and you I, see the sod? Yes, I did. I, I'm telling you, everyone's going to watch the Justice League Zack Snyder cut on HBO Max, and then they're going to say, give us the other two movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, because because he I'm, said it yeah, was I'm looking
2: forward to it. We have we have HBO Max recently, so I can't wait for it to show up.
1: So and and then they even said um because remember, he said it was supposed to have been a trilogy to begin with. I'm betting right. there's gonna be a lot of people asking for it. Uh another thing that DC fandom dropped was the finally the look at Cheetah under Wonder Woman Wonder Woman 1984 Looks trailer. Looks really oh, great. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. We got to see her as Cheetah, not just as uh as as uh, Barbara.
1: Now and and here's what's funny. I did I re- refrained from commenting on this but somebody on one of the the Facebook groups that we go to made a comment about how it looks too much like cats and I came <laughs> wee close to going oh, bro no. have you even read Wonder Woman to Know that cheetah predates cats
2: yes um, dummy but I didn't
1: have to fortunately because somebody else uh, took them mental right, okay, it, okay, and, so somebody... and I said okay I'll just stay out of that
2: um, I saw I saw a site where a person was asking why is it called Wonder Woman eighty four? I'm like I can't because it takes I mean,
4: place oh my in God. Really? Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> yes,
2: like I can't. I I just I just scrolled past. It. I was like no no. I just no, but I
4: got one that'll beat that. Um, it's not related, but they um uh, someone today on one of a uh page that the three of us frequent. Said that uh, the Black Panther was a cheap Batman ripoff.
1: Oh my God!
0: (laughs) That doesn't even make sense. I know, know. no, it doesn't. Well, hang
1: on, it does because they're both rich. That's about it. Well,
0: well, (laughs) it's funny. The guy that responded
4: because I was the one that put that 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 responded, and I said, "How does how is the Black Panther a ripoff of Batman?" And the guy explained
3: everything, and the only thing is they're rich and they have pointy ears. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if somebody says that, all you can say is, like, have you heard of Moon Knight? Yeah. Right.
1: You know what I'm going to do? <laughs> For now on, when people make dumb comments like that, I'm just going to apply with, do you even comic, bro? Yeah. Um, <laughs> there you so go. Much.
4: Pretty much. Oh, yeah, but I got a piece of news from that, too. I'm not sure if um did anyone, sorry about that, the one that I was really looking, wanted to really see was not, ironically, the Batman, but Black Adam.
1: Yes, so yeah. there was some artwork that dropped good. as well from um, uh, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne God, Johnson. I couldn't get that out there. as blackout. No footage, no. but it was concept art. Concept art. Um, and
4: did you see the big announcement that he made during that? No. We are going to see the Justice Society. Oh, awesome. Hawkman, nice. Adam Smasher. Nice. Yes. Oh, my God. I can't remember everyone, but, but with Hawkman is finally
1: going to get a big screen debut. A lot of good stuff. Another thing that dropped out of that, um, James Gunn showed us a trailer for Suicide, oh, sorry, Suicide Squad. Squad. Oh,
4: yeah. That looks good. Someone
1: actually pointed out, too, did you notice that Harley Quinn seems to have less tattoos in this one yep. than she did in the second one or the first one? So they're like, is this maybe like a prequel? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of great <laughs> stuff dropped out of DC fandom. I And I was gone most of the weekend, you know, because <laughs> I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm. so. And what, what do you think so, about Enis, i got,
2: I got to ask in this, in the upcoming black Adam movie, what do you think the odds are that he gives someone a rock bottom? Oh man. no, not <laughs> no, I don't think we're going
4: to see any of that. I Come think, on, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. You I, know I, I think what he's going to do is introduce a whole new legion of fans to the Shazam mythology and you're going to see a lot of Black Adam fans
1: out of this. Absolutely. Also, and here's the funny thing, too. Of all the DC news that dropped um, over Fandome, and I don't think this one actually was part of Fandom, might have been. The one that I was least excited about was the Robert Pattinson Batman trailer. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of feelings
3: about that. that. Trailer, and she seemed pretty excited about it. And I'm watching,
2: I'm like, I don't,
3: well, I don't know. Every time I see him on screen, I'm just like, is that supposed to be Bruce Wayne? Right. Look, hey, look. He was look. like
1: an emo Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yeah, right.
3: Yeah. It,
4: it, I it, see Terry McGinnis.
2: More Terry McGinnis. He looked like I Terry
4: looked McGinnis, like. man. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I was just waiting for someone to go up McGinnis.
1: Well, and then I saw the close up of the bat symbol where it still looks like that stupid mechanical piece of like the broken yeah. down gun. And I'm like,
3: I am not a fan of this. And yeah. he, And he's got combat boots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he shops at a military surplus Yeah, store. he, right. he well, got yeah. his shoes. On <laughs> it, it looks like 30.
1: it's. It looks like they're going back to the young Batman <sighs> days. But I just looked at. It, I'm thinking I'm just gonna pass. That cowl has got to go. I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it looks like somebody just welded something on his head, man. It don't yeah. look right. Yeah.
1: So, but yeah, a lot of anything else out of Fandom that I'm missing because Every time I kept reading something, I was just like, "Wow, wow!" I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I had to wipe drool off of my keyboard over the weekend.
0: I well, they announced the title for Shazam too, Fury of the Gods. Right, so that was yes. the other big part of the Black Adam drop.
1: Yeah. See,
4: and oh, I missed that. Great. I missed a lot. I got put a great deal much of it and full shared stuff on the pages. Olivia, you got to send me a, a request. We can add you too. But um, yeah, of course. But uh, I'm going to tell you, I, I I'm like you, Randy. I was. I even got excited about Suicide Squad. I seen John mm-hmm. Cena as Peacemaker. Yeah. that was, I got to give it. That was pretty cool. Now, well, Peacemaker is a classic character. And John
1: Cena nailed it.
4: But what's he doing with the Suicide Squad? He's a
1: good guy. Yeah. Well,
3: I
2: actually liked the yeah, first Suicide,
1: Suicide Squad. It, you know, it was fun. Huh?
2: You can see John Cena?
1: Oh. Wow. All right. See,
4: Tommy. Only I gotta Tommy. work.
2: I got to work it in there. I got to work it no in you there. you don't. We don't have <laughs> yeah, to do so, that at yeah. all. I gotta
1: do it. So before so there was
0: one more big big announcement that they made or like teaser or something, but it was the, the teaser for the Snyder Cut. They pulled in a bunch of footage and played that little trailer. Ooh, yes,
1: yeah. I, I, oh, that looks fantastic yeah. too. It
0: looks so good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, well Well, I told you I um I just know that people are gonna watch the Snyder Cut and they're gonna say, Wow, to this movies. was really good, and then it's gonna come out. Well, you <laughs> know, it's supposed to be three movies. And then they're going to start petitioning HBO and Warner Brothers. Give them the money. Let him make the other two. Right.
2: So. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm looking forward to the Snyder Cut. Because I, I, be honest with you, I liked what we got. I thought it was a pretty decent movie there,
1: Yeah, there it. was nothing wrong yeah. with the other thing. I, I liked what we got, but knowing what we should have gotten. That, yeah. Yeah. It's a, so yeah. I, I wanted to show you this. I, I don't know if you saw what I pulled the trigger on today over at our. our buddy
4: oh, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: I, it's actually sitting in my box because I'm going to send to get um, graded. When, we, um, when he gets the other ones back in. Uh, so do show and tell. Um, got some nice books this week, too. Um, you're going to love what I brought in. Okay. Um, I, I brought it in before, but it makes sense. All right, so you guys go ahead, and start with your show and tell.
2: All right, you want me to go first? Surely. Have at it. All right, so going with the theme of our show tonight, um, underrated creators, I have this. It is Amazing Spider-Man 15, covered by the late, great Michael Turner.
1: Nice. Yes.
2: Oh <laughs> My- this dude, I, the three of us
4: on the same wavelength. You'll see why I say that in a moment. Okay, <laughs>
1: Olivia, what do you got? All
0: right, so I have something that's not directly related to the theme. And it's also a lot heavier than I thought it was. It dig- but there's oh my kind goodness. of these, like giant art books, and I love them. Oh so yes. Yeah. Jim Steranko, pretty much entire anthology of everything. Um, that's pretty cool. God, so like, I love her. her I- look at everything in one place. It's about Two, three feet
3: tall. Well, I don't know what kind of bookshelf that comes from. I'm telling I'm, you,
0: I'm not light either. I keep almost dropping it on myself. <laughs> what do you use that
3: as is a coffee table book. Yeah. You just, like, literally as, as, a table. as a coffee right. table. That's a
0: coffee table. my desk. Yeah.
1: You know, it's you you, have, you
4: love her and you hate her at the same time. Uh, yeah, but, but yeah, because she's like, oh, I'm gonna get you guys. Boo <laughs> She, her, her, and the Reverend Ed with the. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I tell you what, no, she did. A break. She did take care of me today because Batman three Jokers came out uh-huh. and I was picking one up and I was sitting there flipping through the art and she immediately goes, don't look at the last page. I'm like, oh, okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> so she caught me because she said she made a mistake. And i looking at it and then, <laughs> so, all right, show and tell just a game. We play Enos brought in slash two Oh seven. This is the Wally West one too, right? Yeah. Um, isn't that what your shirt is? N- Okay, no, it is part of the Wally West one, but run, but. Well,
4: this is uh, Barry.
1: Right, exactly. Um, I actually really like this cover. Now, is this. Michael Turner. Yes. Is this where. Um, is this the one where he comes back after. Because uh, I remember issue 200, he has the whole new life. He's working as a mechanic in a cop shop, forgets who he is. And right. He's actually the Flash. And Bruce Wayne Batman has to go with him up and says, You need to know who you are. You're, you're Wally West. You're I, I believe man. it is. Yeah. Because I think this is where he finally wakes up and realizes, Oh, I am the fast guy. Yeah. So, yep, that was, I, I seem to remember not being a fan of that story arc going, God, would you just fix it already? Tell me That's about
4: a- it. <laughs> but I also got a little, but, but I got a little extra, got something
1: else. Well, you just hold on to I hold something on to else. It, uh Madman brought in Swamp Thing Annual Number 1. You know why I love this one? Uh, you can't see it on the screen over here, but remember that, that that horrible movie with Adrian Barbeau? Yes. This is the Adrian Barbeau cover Swamp Thing. Oh! <laughs> with, uh, the late, You're great Dura. Dick Durant in right. costume. Uh, it's funny, because Mad Men, when and I were just talking about that, that movie was horrible, but we all watched it.
4: Yeah. And yeah. then they
1: made Swamp Thing 2. And I'm like, oh my God, they made another one? And that and then was we, worse than the first and one. And then we all watched it. Yeah. And then they made a TV series. And we're like, oh God, they made a TV series? And, and we, we watched,
4: watched it. it. <laughs> and the guy that played uh, John Lennon, on uh in a tv movie played uh arcane right
1: but we kept we kept asking because Men, and when i were making a joke I'm like god why do they keep making these like because, because you keep gonna, watching it them because Cooper? it's something it's something about swamp thang that make you want not watch it
3: man <laughs> that's people exactly right
2: that the hollywood execs don't care whether it makes whether it's good or not they just want to if it makes money they gonna keep pushing them out Pe- right? people I, it's, it's just length. something
4: about swamp thing That it
1: makes you want to read and it makes you want to watch. All right. So here's the one that I have. You're going to love this one. Since tonight's episode is Unsung Creators, Mm -hmm. um, I brought in Giant sized Creatures number 1 with Man with uh, Werewolf by Night, and it's the first appearance of Tigra. Now, do you know why this is um, why I brought this in for our Unsung Creators? You're going to love me when I tell you.
4: Uh, It's going to escape me. Yes, it is going to escape you.
1: It's written by Mister Tony Isabella, (laughs) (laughs) the creator
4: of Black Lightning himself, who loves every, who hates everybody. now.
1: uh, so does anyone else got any more show and tells? You had something else, right? Oh yes, I do. Look at that—the beautiful book. Look at that. Oh, it's fantastic.
4: My pastor has a saying that goes: "People don't have to be nice, but they don't have to be to you." You guys have been great to me, so I had some T-shirts made for y'all. You did? Wow, how awesome! Um. Now Olivia has been very good, but Olivia, show them why I was late.
1: Oh, has she been keeping secret? Look at her,
4: Madman. Nice, very good, Batman. Madman, this is yours. Awesome. I'm tossing, it, Bubba. Alrighty.
1: Did he knocks over the all man. the equipment, and <laughs> the show goes offline. <laughs> <laughs> this is for you, sir. Awesome. Oh, this is great. This is the uh,
3: yes, yeah, the death of the Flash cover. Look at Tommy. that. Uh, darn, darn nice. chroma key. Can you see?
2: Chroma now hold key. it up, at
3: the camera's over there, man. Oh, <laughs> it's fan. Oh, that's the yes one, blood on it,
1: right? Yeah,
4: nice. That's
1: those are great. Thank you very much, Enos. Thank problem. you.
4: Hold on. I Thank you, sir. You I get. appreciate it. No problem. And you know, no collection you have to be a true fan, you have to show and prove. So. Right.
2: Which is oh my God. Uh, <laughs> really pretty, oh, you
4: yeah. Yeah. You guys are acting. Ass- <laughs> you And know, because you're my man.
1: Uh, oh, is that mine too? The- oh, damn. Thank you. I nice. have to sleep with you now, do no, I? No, no, oh. hell, no. <laughs> oh,
3: no now I you are. That was bite me.
4: Tommy, inbox me your mailing address and I'll send you
1: yours. Now, you know, do, man.
2: thank you. I appreciate it. Sir. You know, I am going to
1: wear that to a con right up to his table, right? Oh,
2: yeah. I'm pretty sure you are. <laughs> are you going to get Tom King's autograph on your Tom King shirt? I might. Yes. Now you should <laughs> do after that, me. Man.
1: So, for those of you who don't know, I'm a huge Tom King fan, and Enos got me a t shirt with Tom King's face on it. So, when well, it Damn. says Midtown Comics behind it, too. So, uh, and and for the newer funny.
2: listeners, it's a running joke about how big a Tom King fan he right. is. Right, so so we really love giving him a hard time. So so like
4: I said, okay, I, Tommy was in on this. So I said, okay, we can get him on a good one. So I thought you would like that. And all of these shirts were made by my friend Donald.
1: Way to go, Donald. Thank you. Very good work. You hey, should penis. talk to Donald about making us some uh, LLB shirts. Uh, he'll do so, it. So, All right, um, so tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about unsung creators. We went a little long because we had some really great news items out of Fandom that we want to talk about. Um, I am just going to go ahead and go first, since okay. I did bring the comic, and we're going to talk about Mr. Tony Isabella. Hey! Um, because he was a fantastic um, creator in comics, and he doesn't get a lot of the recognition he should have. Um, so, discovered comics at the age of four when his mom was bringing him comics from uh, some IW publications... Who who is that? I don't even know that company. I.W.? Yeah. But apparently, I I I guess she was buying them at Woolworth, of all places. But early influences was like Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, Roy Thomas. So this man grew up reading comics. Um, And he also liked uh, Harlan Ellison. Harlan Ellison, you got to love Harlan Ellison. Um, I Have No Mouth, But I'm a Scream is one of his best ones. And Hitler Painted Roses. Oh, my God. Have you ever (laughs) read Hitler Painted Roses? No. Go find Hitler Painted Roses and read it. Um, Ed McBain, Neil Simon, Mel Brooks, so had a lot of uh, influences, both in comics and just in regular fiction also. But apparently, he actually, as a teenager, was writing a lot of letters to fanzines of the day, and that's how he got noticed, because Roy Thomas saw one of his letters in one of the fanzines, and then hired him to be like an editorial assistant over at Marvel. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So that he had the task of uh, overseeing like their reprints for the UK and what have you, um, but then he was also apparently doing some time as editor on their black and white magazine line, which I did not know that. And they had hmm. a lot of black and white magazines back it in it the did. day too. Um, I would say they probably published a good, what, 10, 12 black and white magazines at, uh, at one point, right? Yep.
4: Um, Rampage and Hulk, the Savage Fist of Kung Fu, Conan, right? Savage Sword of
1: Conan, Marvel Premiere, Marvel, Marvel Premier. Reviews. Well, Yep. But he was uh, so he was apparently doing the characters like it, the Living Colossus, um, Astonishing Tales. He was writing for Luke Cage. Um, He wrote My Girl Power Girl, obviously in that giant size uh, creatures number one, and then her three issue Marvel or that one issue Marvel Chillers that she was in, right? um, Which is like her third appearance after the 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 giant size creatures. But also did Daredevil, Captain America. Now I did not know this. Um, He co-created Misty Knight. I did not know that. Yes, I did not know that either. Um, uh, he also developed the concept for the Champions, okay. which was a great group. Um, everybody was reading the Avengers or X-Men. Very few people were reading Champions, and it was a great book. And he wrote, like, the first several issues of it, too. It and really coincidentally, I, that book I, is I've what introduced that, us to John Byrne. Was, it's, it's, I'm sorry, what, Tommy?
2: I've been reading Champions recently. It's a good series. It, it, you, you are not uh, wrong on that. All right.
1: But he was also reading Ghost Rider, and I did not read. writing Ghost Rider. I did not know this storyline um, until I was researching him. Did you hear about his big controversy with Ghostwriter in the 1970s? No. So apparently during the run, he wrote a two-issue arc in which Johnny Blaze got a new partner that he just referred to as The Friend. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh-huh. I, that, I, I figured you were going there. Who
1: helped him protect him from Satan. Okay. What actually was going to end up happening was, and he even quotes here that um, he looked sort of like a hippie Jesus Christ, and that's exactly who he, he was. was. Even though he never actually physically named him Jesus Christ, um, but his argument was at the time Marvel had this whole pantheon of demons and de- devil characters, yeah. But there was no reference to the heavenly realm, right? And so he was trying to bring that in, and it got squashed by the, the editor at the time, who was Jim Shooter. Now wow. Shooter obviously denies having done it, but yeah, you know I, he
4: did it. Long talk, business.
1: So, well, here was the thing that also kind of. Uh, sucks about this the other editor at the time who apparently had approved of this was marv wolfman so yeah i did not know this until i researched it and i was like wow that is very interesting because he had a point remember all those characters son of satan and hellstrom and all of those there was never reference to the other side of that realm exactly so i thought that was really interesting tony isabella my number one unsung creator who's going next
2: i'll go next so I think we know where I'm going after the book that I, that I showed earlier. We're going with the, uh, the late Michael Turner. Um, so I, my first exposure to Michael Turner was um, I had not been collecting comics for a good 10 years. And me and a friend of mine had gone to a wrestling event in Richmond. We were killing some time before the event and stopped in a comic shop when I found his copy of Justice League number one. Uh, drawn by him and written by Brad Metzler. And I just saw the cover, and I've, I'd never been a big DC guy, but upon seeing the cover, I had to have it. It just looked amazing. And it drew me back in. Um, Turner graduated from the University of Tennessee. Uh, he was discovered by Mark Silvestri at a con. So that's pretty cool. I mean, you don't, that doesn't happen very often anymore these days, I don't think. He worked on a lot of stuff. He, he ended up, he had his own book, uh, Soul Fire, created her own, own book. He worked on um. Which blade for Sylvester at Top Cow for quite a while did a, did some stuff for them. Um, you know, unfortunately, we lost him at age thirty-seven to bone cancer, so he died really young.
1: Didn't he also? Isn't Aspen one of his as well?
2: Aspen was By his. Yep. yep, Aspen was his. That he did Soulfire through. Yep, you're exactly right. That was his own company. He when he left when he left Top Cow, that's what he he did. He, uh, he he started his own company and did Soulfire. Okay, I've never read that, but you know. But yeah, he left us way too early. He was only 37. And, you know, I think if he was still around, we'd be getting, you know, he'd be a, at least a big time cover artist like, you know, Adam Hughes and, you know, Art Gurman, stuff like that right now. Well, look I'd at. I'd buy pretty much anything he drew because he's, like I said, he's just an amazing artist. He's probably my favorite.
1: Look at the stuff he did for Batman, Superman um especially yes, when with the the, the new supergirl storyline
2: right because that's because that's when they reintroduce supergirl and everything i have those books i got i bought them not too long ago about a, about a year or so ago i they're around here somewhere i'm not sure where they're in one of my boxes so yep. but yeah yeah like you said they, he uh he helped reintroduce supergirl to the dc universe i mean just an amazing artist that if he were if he were still around today I, there's there's no oh, doubt in my mind I, he'd be one of those oh yeah
1: absolutely he'd uh, I'm, I'm still trying to just imagine what one of the Supergirl covers would have looked like mm. with his. So, I'm not Supergirl, yeah. Power Girl. Power Girl. Olivia, yeah. who you got?
0: All right, Mine actually started a couple of debates today. So we'll, we'll see how this goes. Nice. I picked because of Three Jokers came out today. And I'm not going to say anything else other than it'll make sense once you read that. Um, I picked Doug Mankey. Um He was a very big comic artist involved with the Red Hood storyline, the original one going off of the Killing Joke and everything. He's always been one of my favorite artists. And he does kind of currently work on some Detective Comic mm-hmm. books as of like 1016, um, so few books behind and everything. But he just definitely does not get the recognition I feel like he deserves. He worked on The Mask originally. He's worked on pretty much every single DC title at some point or another: Jis, L.A. Batman, um, like I said, the Red Hood, Justice League. Uh, but because he was prominent in DC, I actually kind of got into some like debates in this today over whether or not he is an unsung creator. So
2: I, I would say he is. I mean, you you know you don't hear. He's not one you hear people talk about when they talk about about the greats. He's not a name that comes up. I would agree with you that he's definitely Unsung.
1: Well, he totally fits Unsung because they're the creators who do tons of work. Their name is everywhere, and you never notice Mm -hmm. it. Yep.
0: Well, and here's the point I brought up. There are so many cover artists that they picked for Detective Comics 1027 that's coming out September 15th. He was not one of he them. Got even he got snubbed. Yeah, prominently involved with the Detective Comics book that's not coming out, or that is coming out. I'm sorry, yeah. the, the ones that he's previously done before this one that's coming out, he still wasn't picked. They picked other artists who don't even work on the Batman titles as much just because they're a little bit more known artists.
1: Right? Uh, didn't he also have a lot of runs on the Green Lantern series?
0: Yes, he worked on the Blackest okay. Nights.
1: That's yes, because I, I definitely remember his name from a Green Lantern run. He
4: had a um, one of his first DC books was a character called Major
1: Bummer. I remember Major Bummer.
4: <laughs> and uh, that's how I was exposed to him. And you guys are absolutely right. He um definitely is unsung because his art fueled Judd Winnick's script and story for um the under the red hood storyline and i can say whoever you were talking to yeah he's definitely on some because like everybody remembers Judd winnick but nobody will, can, but nobody can tell you who the artist was for that series and the art was phenomenal right
1: that's another what? one everybody knows the name but can't name the books even though they probably have them all in their collection yeah
0: here <laughs> was the counter argument it's just because he worked for dc that
1: he made a name for himself. Maybe. No. no,
2: I, mean, nah, I don't believe that. Nah.
1: I mean, no, you, no matter
2: what what company you work for, whether it's DC or Marvel, you still gotta be good to make a name for yourself. Yeah. Right. Well I uh, mean here, if you if you can't write or you can't draw, you know, you're not gonna make a name for yourself. Here's, Unless here's you're Rob Liefeld, Well I guess.
1: here's a I mean, great here's a great I mean, counter argument because Unsung Hero just because he worked for DC. Or just worked for DC. Kerry Bates. Right <laughs> Years did nothing but Superman, but the image of Superman that was marketed for two decades was his art. Yeah. So yeah, that argument doesn't hold water. Yeah, that doesn't get, get doesn't them, hold them, hold them on the, the phone. Head. Olivia, we're going to need to straighten them out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, he also made the, the top 10. I'm trying to relook it up just to make sure, but he made the top 10 of some lists back in 2016 when he was working on a lot of the titles. And that was the other kind argument. I love getting into debates with people. <laughs> <laughs> Mental. Anyway, I will I will figure that out and I'll report
1: back on that. Cool. Who you got? I
4: have someone, if you are a fan of the cosmic division of Marvel Comics. Everyone knows him, but again, they have his stuff, but people couldn't tell you who he is. And that's Jim Starlin.
2: Yes, absolutely. I was good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Great writer, great artist.
4: Now I, fi- if- I figured you was either gonna go Ron Lim or Jim Starlin. It was Jim Starlin. Um, Captain Marvel goes without saying, but this guy was responsible for really bringing Marvel to prominence. And again, I really felt that the, um, his work got ignored in the Captain Marvel movie, but I'm gonna leave that alone. But, (laughs) but, um, and also I feel that, that he got this because we were just teased with Adam Warlock. We ain't seen him yet. And there's other characters, Gamora, Pip the Troll, um, Janice. Janice was a great character. He just wasn't written right. I really thought he was on his way to being a great character, but they've just foolishly marketed him. But, like, and if you were paying attention at the beginning of uh, Endgame, that was Jim Starlin that was counseling those people at the, uh, at the center, the bald guy with the air Yeah, that was, it was. Yep. It was. That was Jim Starlin. And, but, but his crowning achievement has got to be the death of Captain Marvel.
2: Which is probably my favorite single-issue story ever.
4: Probably, if there was a comic book or a graphic novel that was written, written with a realistic point of view, that everyone, whether you were a comic fan or not, could understand the perspective, it's that book. Yeah, if it, if if you can read that and come away with it, I don't get it. Something
1: wrong with you. I
2: recommend time. that story to anybody. Oh, yeah. anybody. Well, it
1: was what Stalin did was show that um, there was a lot of great cosmic heroes and stories out there that didn't have to revolve around Avengers, Fantastic Four, exactly because that's who that's who got it most of the time. You know, they were always the ones fighting everything in outer space and the cosmic uh, threats, and everybody else was still just fighting the, the things on Earth. And right, that. and we even got. We got
4: Drax the Destroyer from him. We got Eliseus, the woman who um eventually became the mother of his um well some of his children. Um, I mean the list goes on and on. But most, but other than Captain Marvel, he had a great creator own um. Project Dreadstar.
1: I loved Vance Dreadstar. That was so and,
4: great. And, there, and and I know there was some dummy somewhere. Oh, man, they, that's his way of trying to bring Marvell back because he looked like a cross
1: between Oliver Queen and Marvell. So, but it wasn't. Trivia question, and, I, and you're the only one besides me who's going to know this. Right. Um, where did we get Vance Dreadstar? What did he premiere in? And what story? Pat oh. Walker 95. No. <laughs> I know it was Epic Illustrated. It was Epic Illustrated, and it was Metamorphosis Odyssey. Odyssey, yep. That thing ran for, like, what, the first 12 issues or something, yeah. right? And yeah. then Dreadstar kicked out of that. Yep. And Olivia's got that look on her face like, God, these guys are old. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, she's also over there making notes like, okay, got to read this one. All right, so, hey, Mad Men, do you have an unsung hero, a uh, creator?
3: Is, how about Holden McNeil? No. Uh, you know? <laughs> Or I, I mean, I know Banky Edwards was his anchor. I mean, uh I, no, you okay. know, I, I think they don't get enough credit. You know why? Because they
1: sucked.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, who did they? Who was it they created? They created Bluntman Blunt Man and, and Chronic, yeah. right? Oh Blum, Oh my God! <laughs> All right, I have another one. You're going to be so proud of me. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, so. This is another one of those artists who you saw their name everywhere, and didn't realize you were seeing her name everywhere until you started going back and looking at their work, and that would be Marie Severin from oh Marvel Comics. God. Phenomenal artist, her Hulk was amazing. Right. Um, she also is another one who grew up in an artistic household. Um, her dad was a designer for Elizabeth Arden of all things. Wow. Um, so, but what was funny is I guess she spent like a couple of months cartooning doing some illustration classes over at Pratt Institute and decided, you know, I want to do this. Right. Um, so she was actually working at wall street <laughs> when her brother, John, who was an artist for EC comics called her in because they needed a colorist. So she did a lot of coloring, um, for EC comics. Um, but, uh, she also said that she had access to like their full color template. So she used to play around with the colors because she had access to everything. So that's why a lot of the EC comics pop the way they do is because of what she was doing with the coloring. Um, So now what's really funny, this is is really good too, and I didn't know this, that she's actually directly responsible for this. Remember a lot of times you see this EC comics and the blood was not looking like blood? Uh Uh-huh. So Frank Jacobs, who I guess was at one time the publisher or editor over at at EC Comics, um, said that Maureen Severin was the one who was doing that. Wow. So
3: Didn't they like use black instead? She
1: would use like yellow or what have you. So what she's actually quoted as saying is that, now this is actually great. I'm going to have to read this because this is her words. I would never assume an editorial position. What I would do very often is if somebody was being dismembered, I would rather color it in yellow because it's garish and also so you could see what was going on on red for the blood element, but not to subdue the artwork. I mean, the main reason these people were buying these books was to see somebody's head cut off, you know, and the editors trusted me with a lot of stuff. Mm. They knew that I wouldn't subdue artwork. I would just kind of shield it a little bit. So if a parent picked up the book in the drugstore, they wouldn't see that somebody's stomach was all red. Yeah. <laughs> and I never knew that that was her. Right. Wow. Um, so, cause remember they had that distinct look about when you read some of the old ECs, you're like, well, why is the blood orange here? Right. <laughs> because she wanted you to get the idea that this guy's bleeding profusely and is probably going to die. Right. Right. Um, so then she, um, obviously the Senate hearings came out, um, World War II and comics kind of take a, a little bit of a, a wayside because the sales drop, but in 1959, they come back and she goes back to Marvel and starts working for the men. And then she starts doing art at Marvel. So she does a lot of stuff for like Dr. Strange, um, in Strange Tales, she replaces Bill Everett eventually, actually, which is a huge name to be replaced. Exactly. Um, does uh, Strange Tales 7 She's like their head colors until 1972. And then she gives those over to George Russo so she can do more penciling. Um, she, like you said, did work on Submariner. She did some Hulk stuff, Call of the Conqueror, Conan the Barbarian, um, Iron Man, Daredevil. And one of my favorite characters, I did not know this, she is basically the co-creator for the look and, and the character a Spider-Woman. Marvel, Marvel spotlight 32. Wow. So again, she's another one of those that you just, you saw her name everywhere in the seventies and into the early eighties and just did not connect the name for her art. But now that I said that a lot of you are going back and pick up your seventies looking, go, damn, there she is. Um, so yeah, I had to mention her. Uh, she also in the nineties, I didn't know this was doing Fraggle rock and Muppet babies for the Marvel star comics line. There you go. So, yeah, she, she was one that when I was actually looking into this, like, oh, I remember Marie Severn. And then I started researching. I'm like, wow, I knew a lot of these books, know her art and just never just never disconnected, you know. So,
2: Tommy, what do you got? So we've talked about him before, but we got to talk about him again, because he's definitely the most underrated, one of the most underrated you know, creators ever. And that's Bill Finger.
3: But if uh, but if he's uh, if we've already mentioned him, that doesn't that makes him not unsung. Right, that makes him sung.
2: Yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, he the man did not cre- get credit for co-creating Batman until 2015, and I bet most the people, most people out there that that read Batman now probably still don't know that he was a co-creator. So I think you know he he gets he gets a nod here.
1: Well, I well, now, well, I would argue the only that way, way they good.
4: would not know that now is if they
1: can't read. <laughs> well. Well, here's my thing. I'm going to, <laughs> going to argue that one <laughs> because if you are a comic collector and Olivia will know this from all her years working in the store, if you're a comic collector and you read them on a regular basis, one of the things that just almost gets absorbed by osmosis is knowing who the creators are. Right.
2: Uh, yeah. But- I, I, I really feel that, you know, even though we've talked about him before, I really feel that Bill Finger d- doesn't get his due. He, he, he just doesn't. Oh,
1: I didn't say he doesn't get his due. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I just I really feel feel that, you know, he it, he should be a bigger deal and, and be more prominent than, than what he what he's ever been. And I, I just that's why I'm bringing him up.
1: So basically, you're, we're now going to start seeing Batman and detective books as uh, Batman published by special writers with the Bill Finger estate, just like uh, Superman is
2: now.
4: Well, actually, the, the actual byline is uh, created by Bob Kane with Bill Finger. That's true. I think I've actually yeah. seen it. I mean, but,
2: he's, he's his, he, I mean he's he's getting his I mean he's he's getting his due now many 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 years after his death. But you know, it I, I really feel that we that he should have got more when he was when he was alive and that's why why I'm bringing him up bring him I, up as an unsung character. I
1: was just remembering yeah. this because I I missed talking to her last year but his granddaughter who wrote a book about him was at Dragon Con and I didn't make it to her table to talk to her. Right. Um, so, hopefully, she'll come back and I can tag her and maybe even get her on the show and say, Let's talk about your grandfather. Right. Yeah.
3: Um, we've, I, yeah, love to hear the stories. Would you rather have, like, uh, you know, Bob Kane with Bill Finger or would you rather have Bob Kane and Bill Finger? I mean, if you were Bill Finger, who would think, you rather be? At, bro, at bro, and or with?
2: With. From what we've, from what i read about his contributions to Batman and everything. Oh, it they're huge. Bob Kane and Bill Finger. Remember, it Bob Kane
1: wanted Batman to be red, and Bill Finger and have, made him black. And, Bill and Finger
2: have blonde did
3: hair with a, a domino mask.
2: Right. On, that, on that early Batman to where it should re- read ba- Bob Kane and Bill Finger. How about, um,
3: how about Bob Kane and or Bill Finger? <laughs> now you're just being silly. <laughs> so so and, <laughs> and or, definitely <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, when you cut, what's me going on here is he's having fun did. with he's the dead. word, he's, finger. he's, he's,
2: middle, finger he,
0: he's
1: slipping in some double entendre. Don't <laughs> think I don't know what you're doing, <laughs> 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 Olivia. Who's your unsung
0: Frank Cho?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely,
0: Frank, Frank Cho. I mean, there's a ton of stuff he worked on. Spider-Man, Shanna the She-Devil, um, New Avengers, Mighty Avengers, Hulk, New Ultimates, X-Men, Avengers versus X-Men, Savage Wolverine, totally awesome Hulk. He hasn't really worked on a lot since 2016, but he's still involved in so many major Marvel storylines.
1: Remember, too, um, for a long time, he had those, um, uh, those covers. He was doing the sketch oh, covers. Yeah. The, uh, what yeah. was it? Um, the Outrage covers. One of the things I want to do, and I can't, unfortunately, I can't afford it, and I don't think he does them anymore because the demand got so high, was I wanted to get a, a cover girl, a cover girl, a power girl blank, and I wanted um, him to do, on Power Girl, I want it to be Betty Page, oh, wow. top us, with, okay. with Power Girl in the back, and Betty Page going, in my day, we didn't need boob windows, <laughs> <laughs> ha, 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 ha. and then Power Girl going, out. Noel, she's right. <laughs> you know, have her start to scream outrage and then stop. I
4: follow him on, on Instagram and he does these sketches with a ballpoint pen that is like freaking phenomenal.
3: That's scary. And, and, and when, you, when you see an artist that can work with an ink like yeah, that, yeah. that's scary. Yeah, yeah.
4: it yeah. is. And what's pretty cool, and I hope I get to run into him. He doesn't he lives in Ellicott City, Maryland.
3: Wow. Not far at all.
1: Not far. Well, so that might mean that um, he's a guest at Baltimore Comic Con a lot. Then I'm pretty sure he would be. Gonna have to go look that. Yeah, we up. gotta check him out. All right. Um, so, didn't he also? Um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. He had a comic strip before he got into comics, right?
0: Yes, let me pull it back uh, up. It was a free an American comic strip. I'm blanking on the name, but I'll find out in just a second.
1: I, I, if it, was it Bloom County? Is he Bloom County? Uh.
0: He was on the newspaper The Owl, and he did some of those, and then like some of the storylines for his college newspaper The Owl. Um, he did one called The Body, which was a sci-fi fantasy comic book strip. I'm trying to find the, the one. That, I know which one you're talking about. I'm just blanking on the... I'll get right back to it. Give me one second. I,
1: I'm almost positive I used to read it. Um, like on a daily basis. Um, Enos, who's your other unsung while well, we find this? Well, my other unsung was...
2: Liberty Meadows. Liberty, that's Liberty Meadows, Meadows. That's, that's it, it, yes. Yes.
1: Bloom County was Berkeley Breasted. Le- yep. Let me interrupt for just yeah, a no second. Problem. I remember why I remember Liberty Meadows now. Because... That had the character of the penguin Opus um, and, and Brandy. Mm. And there was that, that one great strip where Opus is trying to go on a diet. And uh, they're using positive reinforcement to, to have him not eat. And it's one where he's sitting there at the table looking at this of zinger. And on the other side, this character named Milo. And uh, Opus says, boy, I sure would like to eat that zinger. And Milo takes a baseball bat and smacks Opus in the head. I think, like, wow, you know, pow. And then Opus is laying with his eyes all wide. He's like, you're right, Milo. I'm losing my desire to eat. I'm losing consciousness. <laughs> I had, all right, go ahead. I'm sorry.
4: My unsung is someone that everyone knows but does not get a lot of credit for his style of art. And that is Jim Steranko.
3: Yes. Mm, yeah. Okay, yeah.
4: And uh, Jim it- Steranko... You know, most 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 artists you hear get hired right on the spot, and you're also know like they they're so they're so good that they just wow a um editor. But legend has it that um he went to Marvel and showed his portfolio, and Stan Lee said, "You're too damn good to get away," and they didn't have nothing for him to work on. So he told him, he took him to the list of books on, on, that was on the shelf, and he said, pick one, and you got the job. Wow. Nice. And, he said, and he, he said, just pick one. It's yours to work on. He chose Nick Fury. Agent of Shield. Mm-hmm. And everything that we know about Nick Fury,
1: it came from, it came from yeah.
4: And And Livia showed us earlier. But yeah. but my exposure to him came from being part of doing the art for Captain America for the that's probably one of the most short but important runs on that book because Rick Jones was the second Bucky and but, super but, freak. No, nah, nah, that's Rick. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> celebration, <laughs> enjoy yourself. Anyway, um, but here's a little known fact about Jim Steranko. Jim Steranko is also a magician and he was the inspiration for the, cre- for the character Mr. Miracle because he was a, because in addition to being a magician, he was also an escape artist, an escape artist, and a damn good one. Did not know that. And but- not to mention the guy has got some age on, but He's one of the coolest guys, man. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I hope to be that old and be that cool. Guy's one of the snappiest dressers you ever want to meet. Where's those sunglasses? Yeah, yeah,
1: got those tinted glasses.
4: Yeah, it's just styling and profiling,
1: man. You can't touch this guy. Now, now here's, here's what I like about Jim Srenko, and I – please understand everybody out there, and Jim Srenko, if this ever reaches your ears, I don't mean any disrespect, but he looks like the kind of guy that you would go to his table, he would sign, things would slow down, and he like, you want to go out back and light up a ball? <laughs> he
3: looks like that kind of guy? Yeah. <laughs> Very know. personable, but but <laughs> but
4: definitely a consummate professional and just everybody knows that art, but they don't know yeah. who he the is. personality, yeah. And, and, and just like, you know, what's so cool about it is when I read the Marshall Rogers run, the Steve Engelhardt and Marshall Rogers run on Mr. Miracle, and I, that's when I found out about him being the inspiration for it, I could see it right there in Scott Free, man.
1: Well, and that would make sense because he was uh, a huge artist at Marvel around the same time that Kirby would have been going out, right? Yeah. So...
3: But still, you know, just to play devil's advocate, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily want to work with a guy like that, you know, always coming by your desk saying, pick a card. Do you want to see a coin trick? He's <laughs> right. Right. like, get to work. Or he's you know? sitting there,
1: where's that page of art I just spent 12 hours working on? I don't know, Jack. Where is that page of art? Jim! <laughs> <laughs> is it here?
2: Is it up my sleeve? <laughs>
4: Oh,
1: is it right here? Let me show man. you a trick. Here's this page of art. It's right spent here. 12 the out, mm-hmm. Spent 12 hours working on this. Watch now as I rip it up, and you're sitting there going, Oh man. And he unfolds, it goes, Oh crap, wrong, wrong picture. <laughs> 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 All right. Hey, um, so you had an unsung. I had this. We got three minutes left. Anybody got something they want to add? I do. I'll, All right. I'll go
2: one more.
1: No, hang so, on. Didn't Madman just say, I do? No, no. Okay. Me. All right. Go ahead.
2: Okay. So the, the last two, the two that I have, they're, they're a team. Uh, Bill Parker and C.C. Beck, they're the guys that created this guy.
1: The yeah. Big Red Cheese?
2: The yeah. Big Red Cheese. That's right. The creators of the original Captain Marvel from back in, from back in the golden age. Didn't His it? books at one point in time were the most popular comic books around. They were outselling Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. He was selling a million copies a month at one point.
1: Which is why DC turned around and sued them.
2: <laughs> yeah, sued them into oblivion apparently, eventually. But... But yeah, they were they were selling a million. Um, you know, this is one of the most important characters in comic book history. But do you know who they? Does anybody know who they are? No. Elvis so, knew. What's that? Elvis, Elvis knew. knew. Yeah. Elvis. Elvis it, knew because he was a yeah. big fan yep. of Captain yep. Marvel yep. Absolutely. and Captain
4: Marvel Junior. That's why you saw a lot of his. Um, on um, his costumes on stage. That's why he had the those capes. short
3: capes? Yeah, yep, short capes. Because I the same, same thought, haircut as Captain Marvel. You know,
1: I always I thought that too, it, but that
3: makes perfect sense. Yeah,
1: when I saw him on stage, I used to always think that cape looks like Captain Marvel. Right, and that, that and, yeah,
2: I I never put two and two together until just now. But yes, you are a hundred percent right. Those short capes at that is Captain Marvel through and through.
1: Well, and it's I just and I hate saying that I just love the fact that. Captain Marvel premieres. He does really good. DC like, Oh, that's so cute. You got a little rip off of Superman. Then it starts out selling Superman. And they're like, well now hang on a second. <laughs> yeah. It's okay to rip us off. That's not okay to rip us off and out sell us. <laughs>
2: yeah. Right. But we, you know, but with, you know we, we talked about, we talked about the Mount Rushmore of, of, of comics and everything like that. And they didn't come up. And I mean, you know, they were, his books were one of the best selling comics of all time. You know, you gotta, you gotta talk about them. You, uh, uh,
1: well, also, remember too, CC Beck worked on the 1972 series when DC rebooted it.
2: Yep. Yes, he did. And brought it back up. Yes, he up.
1: did. I kind of, yep. you know, I was reading through that through the other day. I'm really upset because when they brought it back, they just kind of picked it up from where it dropped off in the 40s. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Instead of making it fresh. Yeah, it was you know?
2: kind of still in a bubble. It was still right. very.
1: But,
4: but my, the, my last song fixed that. Oh,
1: D- Don Newton
4: here? Yep. Back in, 19, back in 1976, uh, when Charlton Comics had the um, license for the Phantom, Don Newton got a hold of it, and the art, the feel was so phenomenal that they gave him his own run. On the, they, they, they devoted a hardcover to his run on, the, on that book. But it didn't stop there. He went on to DC Comics, where he did um, Batman and Detective Comics. And he also gave us a whole fresh new look at, at the Marvel family. Gone were the squinted eyes. Gone was the, um, the uh, dated hair. They, um, um, Captain Marvel was more muscular. Junior was was he looked like someone that was up and coming to take o- to take up over for Captain Marvel. Everyone that he when he touched them, he just made them. Um, he just gave us a whole new outlook on them. And, uh, I, and I have heard that they're going to be um, finally releasing his run from World's Finest on Shazam in the third volume of Shazam: World's Mightiest Mortal. That's coming up next spring, so I will definitely be buying that. Yeah, that'll be good. And sadly, he's no longer with us. While he was doing, um, as he was finishing up on Batman, he had a uh, fatal heart attack and passed away. And they said when DC got the license to the Phantom two years later, that would have been Don Newton's baby. No one would have had any touch. with well, no one would have touched that but him? Man, can
1: you imagine what we've gotta gotten if he'd have- oh,
4: if he had man. lived? Yeah. Not knocking Joe Orlando, but um I wish I I wish he um if he had stayed with us, we would have gotten our gotten a second run on the fan and probably would have he probably would have done the uh the um ongoing series that they put Luke McDonald on, um red right, that came right after that.
1: Uh, that's not a good pull. So, yeah, a lot of great creators that we talked... Of course, there's tons out there that we haven't talked about. I mean, we can always... If we do this again, I'm going to make a list of who we all cover so we don't cover them again. Yeah, right. Chuck
3: Dixon's at home crying right now. I know, right? He didn't mention me. All right, Chuck,
1: we'll get you next time. You got my comic over. I see you trying to snag uh, away with uh, that. All right, man. so...
3: Speaking of which, where's my Challengers of the Unknown comic book?
1: Olivia still hasn't been in the, in the studio. Oh,
3: okay.
1: Olivia, did you get that message? I
0: don't think so.
1: Uh, So... A few weeks ago, we did Show and Tell. Um, it was the um, Karen Feeding the Comics episode when we talk about how you bag and board and what have you. Um, Madman had a Challenger of the Unknown issue for his Show and Tell, and we think it went home with your books. Or someone's books. Not in my books. Not mine.
0: I'll shoot you back a, a message because I didn't, I didn't see it. It would have been filed back into our stuff. But I'll, I'll double-check and shoot you back a message.
1: Yeah, because I have that... that that case that I always carry mine in mind and there was only one book in it when I uh, yeah.
3: so. There's no big deal.
0: Okay.
1: Enos probably got it and followed it somewhere. <laughs> Worst case scenario, we just buy uh, Mad Men another eh, town. Yeah, you not to do that. Right. Yeah,
2: well, we know I don't have it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Don't give it to Tommy because we know Tommy loses books. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I did not lose those books. It's just different between losing and stealing. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I'm still bitter about it. Well, I bet you is. So, all mm-hmm. right,
1: everyone, that is all the time we have for this week. Um, so, everyone get ready because next week we're going to do uh, a, a subject tr- near and dear to Olivia's heart. We're going to be talking about Mr. Neil Gaiman. And she has been chomping at the bit for this one. So, um, want to remind everyone Mad Men does have Shock Monkey Radio every Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. Um, that might be changing. So,
3: yeah, it might be changing soon.
1: Pay attention to the, yep. the page if and to his me, podcast, you'll, you'll find out. You'll find out. Uh, we also have our Facebook group at facebook.com slash lost in a long box, lost in a long box at gmail.com. I don't get enough email because I go in and there's never anything in there. So people start writing us. Even if you want to say, Randy, you talk too much. Uh, Patreon.com slash FXBG public radio. Go in there, uh, show us a little love. We do have our Facebook groups as well. That's associated with this Batman yesterday, today, and forever. Realm of superheroes, comics, and pop culture. And gather together the greatest superhero teams. Um, Remember, also our sponsor, um, Gateway Comics and Toys, here in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Olivia, do I mention the other location? Are we keeping that uh, under wraps? I mean... Oh, no,
0: it's fine. Flashback Comics in Smoketown Road. Woodbridge, Virginia.
1: So you now have two locations with great, knowledgeable people and a lot of nice products. So stop on either one of them. Tell them Lost in the Long Box sent you and that you'll be happy to go ahead and pay for my pool that week. Thank you. Okay. All right, everybody. Yeah. Have a good week. <laughs> have a good, a good night, night, everyone.
4: everyone.